Welcome to our back porch and Happy New Year. I think we can still say that. I didn't get to say that last week because Tanya did this alone last week and I'm so thankful for her while I was off that she was able to do that. We especially like that little umbrella dip. If you didn't see that, I think we deal with a lot of nature doing these things outside. So I loved that. I thought that just added a little spark uh, to really just real life. Uh, so uh, anyway, I appreciate her doing that last week on January 1st. So Happy New Year. We hope that you've already had a good beginning to your new year. And can I just remind you, if you're watching on Facebook, would you just right now like us and press the share button? It just takes a second. Uh, and if you are listening via podcast, would you subscribe and then give us a five-star rating? That would be awesome. Um, that is just so helpful for the ministry of Freedom Prayer and Prayer from the Back Porch. And we appreciate you doing that so much. If you could do that, even right now, that would be awesome. Uh, today, we want to talk to you about the practice of seeking the Lord for a word for the year. Uh, so let's get let's start. Um, let's pray before we start. We get those words in order. Let's pray. Father, would you prepare us for this episode as we seek to share from our own personal journeys what you have done uh, in our lives through the word for the year. Help us uh, to convey and to understand that there is nothing supernatural or mysterious about asking you for a word, but by doing so, we are just giving you an opportunity to speak into us a well-defined purpose and a focus for our year. So would you use our words as we um, share this morning from our hearts? Thank you, Father, for this time. In your name we pray. Amen. Psalm 90:12 says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. We're going to be looking at that scripture for the next couple of weeks as we uh, pull some highlights and some powerful message, messages from the book, Pursue the Intentional Life by Jean Fleming. Um, I heard Ann Voskamp make a reference to this book several years ago, and immediately I pulled out my phone, opened Amazon, ordered the book, and I knew that the Holy Spirit had just impressed me upon me that I needed that book. And it was so true. It has been so inspiring in my life. I've shared it with my family. Um, and it's just one of my favorite books. It's challenging. Uh, so we, we all love to be challenged just a little, especially in the beginning of the year. Uh, so we look forward to sharing some of Jean's insights with you over the next couple of weeks. And by the way, this book is available on Amazon if you want to go there and order and follow along with us. So we have just lived through an unprecedented year of loss and anger and confusion and um, just sickness and so many other things in 2020. So, and now we have the opportunity for a new beginning. 
and I love new beginnings. I always love the start of school, the start of a new year, love beginning, new beginnings. But sometimes I struggle to actually get started. Sometimes I just lack the motivation um, to get started and do what I need to do. And other times I just struggle to jump in and get off the starting block. The moment that I want to get intentional about living the life that God planned for me, I feel overwhelmed by all of the things that I have to be or that I have to do. And so it's just a real struggle to get going. And I just feel like there's not enough time to do all of those things that I feel like I need to be doing. So for many years, I just didn't know how to give myself that grace. And now I realize that this is an attack of the enemy. It's one way that he keeps me from living the intentional life that God has planned for me. Mm -hmm. So true. And it doesn't help that as the new year approaches, we are bombarded with information about how, how to be the best you or how to live your best life. We are buried beneath New Year segments on talk shows and morning news shows and emails and magazine articles about how to to uh, eat better, how to lose weight, how to exercise more efficiently, how to dress differently, how to manage your finances, whatever. There are so many things and it, it is so overwhelming. I find that to be true every year because immediately I begin to think about all the things that need to change in my life. So several years ago, I read an article on choosing a word for the year as a spiritual practice. And um, it, it was really important for me at the time. I was struggling and it seemed right. It, a, a word that we could lean into, a word that could be a focus, a word that the Lord could use to grow and refine us. And so it felt like it was a better idea than making a list of New Year's resolutions that would just eventually go in the trash. And so what we are talking about when we talk about choosing a word, we're talking about living life with a purpose, asking God for a word that will lead to intentional living. That's our goal. And then learning how to lean into that word. That's been a process for me over the years um, and allowing God to guide us through that word. It's, it's really, it's become very exciting to me. So let me just say this. We want to make this low key, but we want to make this challenging and inspiring. No guilt, no pressure, no rules. Um, so please don't go away. Stay with us. Um, it's our prayer that you would not be overwhelmed by us today. And I added that thought because I am easily overwhelmed because I am a rule keeper and I want things to be in order. And then when it gets overwhelming, I have, I have to just walk away. And so we don't want to overwhelm you. We want to start by just sharing with you the experiences that we've had in our personal journeys with the Lord um, and our word for the year. So I'll start with my story. Um, the first time I was challenged to do a word of the year was in 2015. 
And I had heard about this idea on the radio and I kind of started thinking about what my word might be. And then in a normal staff meeting with my boss, I was working at Houston's First at the time, she challenged our team to choose a word from the, for the year and then uh, share it with the group. So immediately the word healing came to mind. And I, I needed healing in a couple different areas. I needed physical healing. I had been diagnosed with hypothyroidism and was on medicine for two years but didn't see any difference. Um, I needed spiritual and emotional healing. I was coming out of a wilderness experience the couple years before that, and I just needed to uh, be refreshed by the Lord. So along with my word of the year, God actually also gave me a verse, and it's Psalm 32, and it says, O Lord my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. God's voice was so clear in the moment that I read that verse in a regular devotional. And then I just claimed it for my verse of the year, um, a verse that I would pray over and just seek God for in, in connection with my word. So as the year went on, it was just amazing to see how God worked in healing me. In that year, I was able to complete counseling that I had been doing for the previous year and a half. And it was just a time for me to learn how to recognize my emotions and how to process them. And then also in that year, I started seeing my integrative physician and she helped me begin my journey to some hormone healing. And I just felt so much better even in the, those first few months that I began to see her. And so it was just amazing um, how God answered those things and answered that prayer for healing that year. So my boss actually made us this little heart with our word written on it as a reminder. And then I wrote my verse on the back. And so I hung this in my office. So I looked at it every day when I went to work and, and prayed over it, but it still remains so special to me. I kept it up um, in my office or at my house for several years after that. Only this year did I, my husband move in and started changing some things in my office, but I, I still kept it and I put it in my special memories box because it was so special to me. Not only did it remind me of how God answered my prayer for healing, mm -hmm and how he brought those things, but it was also just a reminder of the, the beauty of having that word for the year. Again, it was my first time to have that. And so I just, every time I look at it, I think of that, like how cool it was to have a word for the year and see God work and move through that word. So since then I've chosen a word every year and uh, sometimes I choose the word for myself and it's not as impactful. Like in 2019, my word was transparent, but probably the better word would have been surrender because that was the big great breakthrough uh, that God had for me that year. Uh, some years I think God really did give me the word, but I just lost focus along the way. And I think that happened to me actually last year in 2020. Um, God gave me the word presence to practice his presence. And I just didn't pursue it um, like I wish I would have. And he even gifted me with so much free time from COVID and still I failed to really live into that word. And then some years my word has just really helped to grow my faith and to strengthen my relationship with the Lord. So as I began to think about my word for 2021, I really felt an impression of the word hope. And I kept praying for God to confirm this word because he didn't give me any vision of what that meant or how that would be used or anything, no scripture, anything. And so I kind of kept trying to fill those things in for myself. <laughs> like maybe it'll mean this and maybe it'll mean that, but I'm still waiting for the Lord. Um, but I do have to say, I didn't choose the word hope because I'm hoping that 2021 will be a better year than 2020. Actually, my 2020 was really great. My longtime prayer of marriage was answered and so it was one of the best Amen. years of my life. Yeah. So that's not where the word hope comes from for me, um, but it is the word that speaks peace to me. As I pray about my word, as I seek the Lord, I just feel a lot of peace with the word hope. 
Um, sometimes I've, in my prayer for confirmation, I've tried to think of different words, like what about that word, God? What about that word? Um, and peace is, or hope is the one that, that brings peace. So I'm still asking the Lord to give me a vision of that and a scripture for sure that I can pray along with that word. But mm-hmm. that's my story. Amen. <laughs> Uh, well, I get excited every year as I begin to pray and, and pursue the Lord about a word for the new year. And sometimes I've received my word in November and some, sometimes it's January, February or March. Uh, my old self is a true perfectionist and I would get really upset when my word did not arrive on time. Um, to me, there had to be a rule. If we're going to get a word for the new year, it should be in my heart by January 1st. Um, and I'm pretty confident that having to wait on the word was a part of what God was doing in my life, for sure. Um, so in November of 2014, God clearly gave me the word for 2015, and that was rest. And I will tell you that um, I don't do that well, but I especially did not do that well in that period of my life. And so I knew in my heart that's what God was trying to teach me, but I was resistant and I really wanted to argue with him about that word. Um, About a month later, after receiving that word, just before Christmas, my husband and I were in a car accident, um, actually a five car pileup on a Nashville freeway just before Christmas. We came home, we pushed through, we had the big family Christmas, and when it was all over, it was just evident that there was something wrong. Things weren't right with me, and and we determined that I had a bad concussion. And so I had to take a medical leave from work. And I learned all the ways you help your brain heal, and most of those included the word rest. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I came to realize that I was no longer able to do my job, the the job that I had loved for 26 years, but miraculously, God gave me a peace about retiring. I never thought I I could quit that job because I loved it so much, but the peace was overwhelming, and the peace really was a result of time spent resting in Him and resting in the Lord, much like the pandemic. He took me out of life, really, and placed me in a place where I just was forced to rest. And I'm so thankful that the Lord prepared me with that word for the changes that would be made in my life in 2015. In 2018, my word clearly from the Lord was wait. Everyone loves that word, right? That means patience. Nobody likes to wait. Turns out that in that year, that was very much needed in my walk with the Lord and in my life. And so I waited with the Lord. And then as the year went on and I began to pray in 20, for 2019 word, the Lord said, um, we're going to stick with wait. Two years in a row, I have to wait. But again, there was so much more for me to learn about waiting, about God's faithfulness, and really, most importantly, about what it looked like to fully trust Him. So I was really excited about praying for a new word in 2020. And the Lord gave me it it clearly. It was just 
so awesome how clearly he gave me that word and it was thrive and I was so excited. I dug into that word immediately at the end of 2019. I looked through scripture and uh, definitions and synonyms and I was getting into the depth of my new word for 2020. Um, after waiting for two years, I felt that God was going to take me to this place where um, my walk with him would flourish. My, I, my, I would flourish in the ways that I would serve him in, in relationships. And then there was a pandemic and thriving seemed impossible. And sometimes I couldn't see any evidence of that. I think I'd hoped for lush green foliage and instead I wound up in a dry desert. Mm -hmm. 2020 made it hard to see the evidences of that word thriving. But when I look back, I see how God continually proved his faithfulness to me through the word. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to cry um, through answered prayer and through just a long list of miracles. He is a good, good father. Um, my word for this year is remember. And my verse is Deuteronomy 4, 9 that says, watch out. Be careful never to forget what, you're, what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. And be sure to pass them on to your children and grandchildren. And so my challenge for this new year is to create ways to remember and then create ways to share what God is doing in my life. Well, now that you've heard our stories, let's look back at the relationship part of this process. It's not about finding our word from a word generator or choosing from a list or conjuring up our own word that might be fun for us. I think that God can use all kinds of resources to help us find our word. But the point is that it begins with him. It begins with seeking him um, for the word that he has for us, seeking him first. So it's a practice. Seeking the Lord is a practice. Mm -hmm. And we're seeking Him. We're seeking union with Him. We want to align ourselves with His Spirit so that we can hear what He is saying to us. So when God gives us a word, He's actually speaking a word of prophecy over us for the year. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that word prophecy can be a little bit um, scary or make people nervous, uh, but it's not a mystic word. It's not about fortune telling or anything like that. A prophet's just someone who hears from the Lord and is open to what the Lord has to say. So this prophetic word of the year is a thematic message of God. It's a lead word to help us interpret what he has for us in the days ahead. He already knows what's going to happen in our right. 2021. Mm -hmm. So he's right. saying, here's this emphasis for this year. Here is the thing that I want you to come back to to remember. We don't know. It could be a, a hard year, a year of trials, and we'll just really need to return to that word and remember what the Lord has spoken to us through it. Mm -hmm. So a word from God brings a sense of clarity and also an alertness to see things that we might have look, overlooked otherwise. Mm. So Proverbs 29:18. Um, I'm reading this from the Passion Translation, says, when there is no clear prophetic vision, People quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. I love that scripture. 
This passage makes clear the consequences. When people resist hearing God's voice through His Holy Spirit, they wonder. They have no clear direction, no focus. But don't you love the second half of the scripture when it says, when you hear, when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. I just think of that is such sweet soul care to keep our souls nourished. So how do we find heaven's bliss? We listen, we hear, and we respond to the one who knows. He knows us. He knows the plans that he has for us. He knows what is best for us. And that is heaven's bliss. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're thinking you want to try having a word for a year, but you're afraid that you can't hear from God. You're afraid that you won't be able to hear when he gives you a word or he won't give you a word. Maybe you think he, he won't speak to you. So a few things that I want to say. One is examine your heart. Determine if you have truly surrendered your heart and life uh, to Jesus as the Lord of your life. Mm -hmm. If not, you can do that right now. It's as simple as believing that Jesus is God's son, that we are all sinners, and that Christ died on the cross to pay the debt of our sin so that we can have a relationship with God. He created a bridge for us to have a relationship with God, our Father. Mm -hmm. So if that sounds confusing or you want to know more about that or you want to talk about that or you prayed right now and you accepted Jesus as your Savior, any of those things, email us at freedomprayer at magnoliasfirst.org. We would love to enter into that conversation with you and be any help or resource that uh, we can for you. Uh, if you are already a Christ follower but you still don't feel like you know God's voice, I, we encourage you to practice stillness. Find a time and a space to just get alone with the Lord, a quiet place with no distractions, a place where you have the word open to you, where you're praying scripture to God, and then you're just sitting and listening for him to answer. Um, stay with it. Sometimes it, it takes a while and it's uncomfortable to sit quietly with the Lord, uh, but you'll begin to, rent, to recognize the voice of God speaking to you through the Holy Spirit. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the price you paid for our sin, giving us the privilege of a relationship with the Father through you, his Son. We pray today for those who are struggling and may not know you. Draw them to yourself, Lord. Bring clarity into their hearts and minds. Send some who can speak truth to them. Lord, we pray for those who do know you but have never considered that it does matter when they can hear your voice or not. We pray that their hearts would change and that they would have a desire and a hunger to know you and hear you and have fellowship with you through your Holy Spirit. Thank you that in your word you tell us that if we seek you with all of our hearts, we will find you. Lord, help us to learn to distinguish your voice from all the other voices. Thank you that as we are in union with Christ, you are interacting with us to bring us closer to you and give us direction. We trust you with the word that you have prepared for us, and we wait with anticipation to see how you will work through that word this year. Amen. Amen. So let me just share a summary of what we've talked about as we pursue the Lord for a word for the year. Number one is that you open your ears to hear. Tanya just spoke of that. Hear what God has for you, and that is a practice. Number two is while you're listening for God, look around you. 
be in attuned to how God might want to use you in something that you might be overlooking. And often that connects us and aligns us with the spirit. Um, and then don't try to manipulate the process. I've been there, <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, stay focused with the Lord and trust that He wants to give you a word. And, and He wants you to hear His voice. Just stay with it. Um, once you hear the word, then we encourage you to search scripture and dig deep and um, find just the depth of that word, a greater understanding of the word. And then I, I would encourage you to struggle with the word. You heard me talk about my struggles with the words rest and wait, not words that I really wanted to hear. And um, God wants you to struggle with that just a little bit. But when you do that, when you come back to him and have a conversation with him, he will give you a greater confidence. Um, about what he is trying to tell you. And then when you get the word, ask him to confirm the word. Tanya spoke of that as she shared her story of asking him to confirm and you'll know it. He wants to do that because he wants you to see him active in your life. You just have to be in the right frame of mind. So when you ask for confirmation, you might begin to look around and see things that are connected to the word that you feel that the Lord has given you. Um, it they may just pop up like billboard signs. Um, so watch for that. And then lastly, understand that the word he gives you is a lens through which you may navigate life in 2021 with the Lord. So as we close, remember this is all about relationship inviting Jesus into the dailies of our lives through one word, allowing it to create a sweeter union with him and help us to see how he's working in our lives. Again, if you'd like to talk with us about that or get more information, email us at freedomprayer.magnoliasfirst.org. And then we're going to ask you to share your word with us. We want to know what God's doing in your life. So uh, add it to the comments right now or send us an email to that same email address. Also remember to check out our M1 Freedom Prayer Facebook page. We're going to share some recaps about today's prayer session there, um, as well as some other things that we might be doing. So you don't want to miss those. Mm -hmm. And finally, we're so blessed to have you join us each episode as we go through prayers from the back porch. But we would love to get to know you better. So we're going to do something a little new. And we're going to begin next week's episode by asking you to consider things that made you smile in this episode. And then you'll have the opportunity to share those in the comments, or again, you can email them to us and um, we'll just get to know you and get to read what makes you smile. And we'll share a few of the things um, that make us smile as well. Yes. So we pray that you have a blessed week.